Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. This is your host, Natalie. If you can notice, I'm just recovering from a little bit of a cold, so ignore the nose, ignore the sounds. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. Welcome to our guest, Celia. She graduated with a degree in the Bachelor of Music and Jazz Studies from the University of Southern Mississippi. She got her Master's of Music in Jazz Studies at Northern Illinois University. She's a very talented musician who knows how to sing and play the saxophone. And then she set out to be a businesswoman after she experienced burnout in 2013. Celia is a fourth generation businesswoman and a career entrepreneur with over 20 years experience as a mentor, trainer, and coach. Now she is a transformational trainer at Multifaceted Results, which launched in November 2021, as well as she's an expert in all things sales. Welcome, Celia. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat. We've had to reschedule a few times because of me being ill, so it's good to finally see you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Celia and I actually met in a community that we're both in together and we've we've been in it for a few like almost half a year together I believe. Mm-hmm. So we meet every Monday and we have a community of women entrepreneurs and I love when Celia always talks about her like sales and inspiration I guess and helps other entrepreneurs so I'm really excited to have that conversation with you today. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me, how did your, like, you know, I, you started multifaceted results in 2021, but experienced burnout in 2013. So how did that kind of come together where you found your, your calling right now? Mm -hmm. Well, so multifaceted results, basically up until 2013, I had just been, or up until 2021, I had been doing business under my own name under Celia Faye Meisel. And I didn't really have an identity for my business. And I knew that I didn't want to just do business under my name. So I basically took like the products and services I had been delivering and rebranded them. Back in 2013, I was running a full music studio. So I had a full practice of 35 students. I was freelancing. I was working seven days a week. And just going, you know, weeks, even sometimes months with no day off. And then when I did have a day off, it would, I would have total guilt. Like, I just want to lay on the couch all day. So looking back when I hit my burnout in the summer of 2013, it really wasn't a surprise looking back because of how I had been pushing myself so hard. And what led me into a new journey was literally physically, I could not continue on the way that I had been up until that point. Yeah. This seems to be a reoccurring conversation with the entrepreneurs I have on the podcast and especially entrepreneurs that somehow come into illness as well is there's burnout. There's, you know, pushing, being that kind of person that strives for success and strives for more. And then our bodies say, "Mm -mm, it's time to slow down. Exactly. Exactly. So what were the steps of listening to your body and making that change? 
Well, so like I just said, I physically couldn't continue on anymore. Um, so I went from, you know, working seven days a week to, it was literally, I would say like over a period of a week or so, like I actually went on a trip to Europe with one of my friends. We went on this two and a half week European adventure. And on that trip is when I started to have symptoms and having problems like anxiety attacks, things like that, that I was able to figure out later were actually food allergies. And wow. so what had happened was, yeah, just almost overnight went from a woman who could just go, 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 you know, eat anything to someone with horrible digestive distress. I could barely eat. I was having these panic attacks that I didn't know where they were coming from. Doctors couldn't give me answers. It was like, oh, you have stress, get on an anti whatever medication. And I'm like, no, something's going on, you know, and they're doing blood work and everything is showing out. Okay. So for me, it listening to my body was my only option because it was literally screaming at me every day. And when I wasn't getting answers is when I really had to pull back and say, okay, what are my options here? What can I do? Who can help me? How can I help myself? I, I was almost forced into listening to my body. I mean, I think some people maybe ignore and maybe I had been ignoring up until that point, but even yeah. the practitioners I work with today are like, wow, Celia, you're really in tune with your body. You really understand and um, have a good instinct with your body. So I think that maybe at that point, like my instinct was helping to drive me and make those decisions and moving forward. Right. That's so awesome. I love hearing that. Like when you take the reins, because sometimes, I mean, a lot of the times our medical system can't do it for us. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get a diagnosis? I did. I did. So first I was diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks the, um, I can't think of the, an anatomical word, but it attacks your, your, um, like saliva glands. So it causes mm -hmm. like dryness, so dry eyes, dry mouth, things like that. But then because Sjogren's syndrome was one of those things that it, it was hard to uncover, like what the cause was. I was like, well, I know something else is going on. And so I kept looking and I found a doctor in Minnesota, which is about five hours away from me. And then he diagnosed me with Lyme's disease. And I got a CDC positive result for like every kind of Lyme. So I had pretty advanced wow. Lyme's at that point. And then I, with him, I did about. 10 months of antibiotics, like heavy three antibiotics until I reached the oh. point that my body said no more. Yeah. No more, no more antibiotics. Yeah. That's heavy antibiotics. Yeah. I've been on them before for my Crohn's disease and they knock you out. Like you are yes. bedridden. It's, it's tough. So Lyme's disease, is that, was it because of a tick or you don't know, or I don't know. I don't know. I never had a tick bite or recalled having a tick bite. Wow. When I was on that trip to Europe, I did have a weird night, um, where I got a bite and uh, like, I thought it was like a mosquito bite. It was a really weird night and I didn't sleep. So I thought that I could have maybe picked something up when I was in Europe, but all the doctors like, no, it's impossible. So I don't know for sure, like okay. what the cause was or when it set on or anything like that. Like, and yeah. so with Lyme disease, is that something that's curable or is that something you still deal with on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I, you know, I really 
feel like it's more of the Chogren syndrome at this point. Um, since then I've gotten into like medical medium and a little bit more of like the kind of like metaphysical look ways of looking at health. And he thinks that Lyme's disease is chronic Epstein-Barr virus. So I've taken a little bit more of an approach to, um, instead of like looking at the illness and disease, I've looked at more of like, how can I support my organs and how can I support my body and how can I support my digestive system? So I kind of look at it more as like the I treat myself more like symptomatically and how I'm feeling in my body than like, oh, I'm like treating this disease because especially in Wisconsin, there's a lot of people that get diagnosed with Lyme's and there are literally clinics here that have like, you know, people have gone bankrupt trying to treat the disease, you know, because it's like these just never ending treatments. Right. And that just wasn't a road that I wanted to go down as far as like self-identifying with Lyme and yeah. So, so if it's, I did get a second opinion, like after I got off the antibiotics and the doctor told me that I did the right thing and was basically like, they were like, there's nothing really more we could do for you unless you want to go down this route of like constant, you know, experimental treatment. And I just decided to go a different direction. That's amazing. So how have you built your business now to support your health? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It has been such a learning journey um, because like I started coaching in, so I had to tra- tell you a little bit behind the scenes, yes, of, like the evolution. So what happened was when my, when my music career, when I knew I couldn't continue anymore, I was like, what's next for me. And I was getting so many positive results from doing like alternative therapies and alternative healing And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do something in the healing arts. So I actually got into doing sound therapy and I got, I was Mm -hmm. doing like sound bowls and meditations and because it was helping me so much, just like calm the stress state in my brain. I'm getting my brain into like a Delta state and just helping me get out of that chronic stress response that we're dealing with when we have, you know, chronic health issues. And that helped me to kind of clear out my mental chatter and start working with clients. And then I got into the online space and started learning about digital marketing. This was in 2015. And then, oh, you know, I met my first coach and then got into online coaching. So it was this really fast evolution that happened over two years. I would say that the first thing that I did was I decided that my, I needed my business to be really in alignment with who I was as a person And that it, so that it could serve me at a very deep level and that I wasn't just like showing up and giving a service, but I was like really able to show up as my full authentic self. That was like the first thing that I really focused on to like build my business to support me. Yeah. That's amazing. And what about now? So how many years later, 2013 to 2022, almost 10. Yeah. 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 Not the best of math, but yeah. So, so I would say that that's been a, a principle that's been going all through is that just like being a, my authentic self. And then the other thing was like needing to work from home, needing yeah. to just not, not commute and not go everywhere. So that really determined like my business choices and how I wanted to set up my business as well. So that I could preserve my energy. So for me, um, energy preservation is like really important, yeah. like that I can just stay calm um, that I can be in a space where I'm not stressed out. So I'm keeping my stress low, um, that I have like access to my food that I can eat. And so I would say that over the last year or two, a big focus has been 
around like systems and processes and documentation and just like getting things out of my brain so that like my team can do things for me. And that I, you know, that people aren't like constantly depending on me for information and answers and same thing, you know, systemizing my client processes as well. I would say that that's been the biggest focus lately. That's been a tough one for me. And one that it's been a focus for the last, you know, half a year or so. And it's hard. It's stressful almost. It's almost more stressful at the beginning than doing it yourself. But the, you know, the benefits roll on for so long. But so here's the thing. A lot of people get diagnosed or they have a chronic illness or they have a burnout after burnout, but they don't find a way to be able to actually work from home or to create a business. You'd think that coaching and sales and everything you do now is very different than your career in jazz and in music. And and so what was it that kind of gave you that push? Because starting a business is stressful. You'd think even more stressful. So what was it in you that was able to make this work for you and now become such a successful businesswoman? I love that question. Yeah. So as I mentioned in my bio, I'm a fourth generation businesswoman and my great grandma was a self-made billionaire and she ran her businesses for, she was in and had a nursing home and she retired from that and then got into real estate and was collecting rent checks all the way until she died at 102. So I watched her. And then my other grandma was a, she was a barber and a kind of a crafty person. And then my mom had an MBA and was a super business savvy. So I always kind of grew up with just like a businessy vibe, especially around my mom. When I started my first business, because my music business, when I graduated from my master's was my own business. And I basically had to figure out everything on my own because like in school, I was trained as a performer. There were no like business one-on-one basics. So I just started asking questions and when something would happen, like a bump in the road, I would have to figure it out. Okay. I need to make a contract for that and a policy for that. And uh, have a, you know, a situation for that. So I just really was putting together tools along the way and just had learned to create, you know, my own income and everything, you know, with my first business. And so then yeah. that applied when I got into coaching and I was like, oh my gosh, there's all this training and there's all this help and support and information that I can follow. And of course, like my first business was all word of mouth. It was local. So getting into the online space was totally different. Yeah. Whole new world. And what type of coaching did you do? So my first coach that I hired was a startup coach who was really good with digital marketing. So she helped me get my opt-in set up and my first website and build my first packages. So that was the first, it was, it was business coaching. Amazing. And you, what the coaching you were offering was business coaching as well, or I started off doing more. It was actually the sound healing work. So I was doing like sound therapy and energy work initially. And then what happened was, as I started to work with clients, I started to see two trends. One was people with relationship staff that were coming to me. And then there was also a trend of like, I need help with my business. I need help with my money. I need help with like these kind of things. Yeah. And I looked at the two and I thought, Oh, I just don't really want to go there with the relationship (laughs) stuff. I just was, just didn't want to touch it. And so I decided to niche down at the very end of 2015, starting 2016 into more of like the business coaching with the energy work. And for a while, a lot, there was a lot of life purpose coaching going on in there as well. Like very successful women who just were like, I'm lost. 
Mm. I want to sell my business. So in the beginning, I worked with a bunch of different people to, to have that experience and see what, see what I liked and what, what, who got results. And so what brought you to now being like the expert in sales? You're known in our community for sales. Sales is my, I love talking about sales. So let's talk all things sales. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I got into, as part of my healing journey, I got into all these different things like um, Akashic records and human design and just different practices. And when I got into human design, I, I found out that I had like some, some sales skills in there. Ooh, what's your human um, design? So I am a generator with an emotional authority. Okay. And I had a business coach who was a human design expert. And oh, so she awesome. did, she kind of uncovered my charts and helped me to uncover some things. And so I found out that I had this, this, um, my will center, which is kind of like the heart I have that defined. And so that's where my, my push drive and go comes from of like, I can just go, 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 go. But I also found out that there were some sales skills in there and I'm like, you know what? And I was completely unconscious of it. And I thought, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Like anytime I've ever signed up for an MLM or, created a new product. I could always sell it immediately. Yeah. I always just had natural sales skills. And so that was the summer of 2017 that I started to really explore that. So I started to align myself with mentors who trained on sales and taught on sales. And so that just became like an evolution for me of like, let's go into the world of sales and explore it and see what we find. That's so cool. That's so cool. So now Celia in 2022, right? Yeah. 2022. (laughs) I feel like a few years have gone missing, but Celia in 2022, what is your purpose? What is your passion right now? So my purpose and passion is blending together the sales with the systems and processes to really create an amazing sales experience for the customers and clients that are coming through. And then also make it very easy for the team while weaving in prosperity principles and Um, you know, self-care, self-development tools in there as well for the teams that I work with. I would say that those are my, those are my big passions. Also Mm -hmm. using forgiveness in the sales process of, Mm -hmm. you know, for our own selves, like what can we forgive and release and heal as we're inviting people to work with us, whether it's, you know, a founder led sales initiative or a team led sales initiative. And then also how can we hold space for our prospective clients to heal and forgive as well? Because um, especially in this day and age, like people are holding on to a lot of stuff with the pandemic and, you know, the more that we can, we can provide a space to like release and forgive the easier it is to make those empowering decisions to move forward in the direction that, you know, is best suited for our highest purpose. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say you teach differently about sales than like your common, I don't know, guru on Instagram. That's like preaching go, go, go hustle sales. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. Cause you have like, you have sort of like the bro marketer yeah. where it's like, we like just want your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> this is what your money, you know, even in the high, I love Gary V by the way, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, and I'm not, I know he's in like the info product space, but you have those people that are like the high ticket closer dudes yes, yeah. that are like, you know, they're just super cutthroat and it's all about getting the deal and closing the sale. And they don't care about other people. And then over here, you have like more of like the heart centered sales, which is the camp that I'm more in. 
And for me, I would say like my distinguishing factor, well, I haven't seen anybody talking about using forgiveness in sales at all. And also um, the systems and processes side of sales. Most coaches are going to teach you like, oh, here's a script. Here's a couple outreach messages. Here's a couple other things. Oh, here, set up a calendar system. So you get sort of like these disjointed um, yeah. aspects of, of the sales process, but to actually create like this fluid experience from A to Z, that's where I come in. So it's really mm. working with uh, business owners who are at the multiple six and seven figure mark. Those are my, those are the people that are ready for, for what I have to offer and who that's I, amazing. who I've worked with m- mostly. What would you say is something you see a lot of those six, seven figure business owners are missing in their processes because they've had to have sales to get there. Yeah. But what is like the core thing they're missing to make that, that seamless and, and more fun or heart centered? Well, the first thing would be having the whole process like mapped out and documented. Now, if you have an ops person, they will do that for the most part, like they can get your, your, your processes mapped out, but then going through and auditing and then seeing like, where are the touch points? How's that message coming across to the prospective client? Are you building a relationship or is it more transactional? What language are you using? Um, what are your follow-ups look like as well? Like, are they high touch? Are they really personal? And then also like, what is your conversion process look like mm-hmm. for your launch or your event or evergreen? Cause really those are like the three types of sales uh, processes I see are the launches, the evergreen and the, and the live event or virtual event. Yeah. So those are more of the nuanced things is going through and really coming through like the whole experience that it's a cohesive journey. Um, most people are looking at their customer journey from like a marketing standpoint, like what are my opt-ins and what are those things? But then this whole, like once they come into your world of like really being a lead and interact with your sales team or with you on your sales call, it's a next level experience and yeah. a great opportunity to build that relationship. I love that. I love that. Is there anything else you want to talk about or touch on? Oh, I think that we'll just like back to the health stuff. You know, we've been talking about the business. Um, you want to go back to the health stuff for a second? Absolutely. Yes, please. Yeah. So I would say like a big thing that I really deal with is like food, food sensitivities and food allergies. And like, I can't eat gluten. Um, the last time I introduced dairy, I think it went from a sensitivity to like a flu blown allergy. Um, also can't eat egg. Um, and then try to avoid corn at all costs. So I have like the big, the big food allergies are, you know, those are ones that I really have to watch out for, but that's really taught me to have to advocate for myself and Mm. speak up and use my voice because, you know, especially culturally with families and sort of like, you just eat whatever's there and and going to restaurants, it's like making choices that like really will add, you know, that will benefit me and support me and like be okay with asking other people to like be on board with like, Hey, we need to go to these certain places. And they're usually a little bit more uh, pricey because there's usually better quality food, Yeah, but that's trickled over into my business of just like being able to ask and speak up and use my voice. Mm. And I think that any of the challenges that we deal with can always be translated into our business and used as a strength to help guide us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's why I'm so passionate about sick and successful. It's not so much, obviously the sick word, but when you have an experience where you have to advocate for yourself, you have to be your own doctor and then tell the doctors what you need and, and what you want them to do. And then 
on a day-to-day basis, you're managing not only your own health, but the, you know, the people around you and their experiences and everything else, it, it makes you into a different type of businesswoman. And it gives you kind of that grit that maybe someone who's been quote unquote healthy their whole lives don't get to experience. Yeah. So it makes us like a whole different type of human. <laughs> it does. It yeah. really does. It's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us, what do you have on the go right now? Do you have anything you're promoting? Do you have any courses or anything like that coming up? Yes. Yes. So I have been, um, I've been, it's summit season right now. So I've been in in some different summits, which has been super fun. Mm. And I have, um, for the summit VIPs, I put together an audio course called prosperous productivity, and I'm finalizing that to get it ready to go to be released into the public. And then I also have, um, I'm working on something with like the prosperity principles of sales. Um, kind of getting those ideas out and possibly turning that into a course. So those are more of my course things. Um, and then I also have, you know, my private consulting work that I do where I go inside of the company and work with the business and their team to streamline their sales processes. I love it. it. So if you want to find Celia, all of her information is in the show notes below, or if you're watching on YouTube, it's in the little description below. You can find her Instagram. You can find her website. You can find her, I don't know where else you are, Facebook, LinkedIn, probably all the places. It'll be linked down in the show notes below. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And it was a great conversation. And I liked just kind of pulling down the cover and, you know, sharing a little bit more about my journey, you know, the health journey that I've been alongside my business journey. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you and your next version of success is around the corner. 